0: This is Guar, and you're listening to Cigar City Radio.
1: Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and StateMedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting StateMedia.com and tagging No Clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag We Are very excited for Thursday, September twentieth. Prefuse seventy three is going to be at the Crow Bar. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, but Prefuse is like one of the most kick ass, like instrumental hip hop guys. So uh, be on the lookout for that show. Sunday, September twenty third, Lucero and Ben Coles at the Ritz Ebor thursday september 27th colony house and tall heights at the orpheum also thursday september 27th matt kearney is going to be at the ritz so that's a two-show night we got colony house at the orpheum and matt kearney at the ritz friday september 28th another two-show night but across the pond or across the bay, I guess I should say, not really across the pond dashboard confessional on all time low at Janice live. And then also going down Friday, September 28th, Andy Grammer is going to be at the Ritz Ebor Saturday, September 29th, Skizzy Mars on the RUOK tour at the Orpheum. Wednesday, October 3rd, Trivium is coming to the Ritz Ebor. Trivium. Trivium. Wednesday, October 17th, Beartooth is coming to the Orpheum with Knock Loose and Silar. Just announced Thursday, October 18th, The Breeders featuring Kim Deal of the Pixies is at the Ritz Ebor. That's Thursday, October 18th. So excited for that one. Uh, Hopefully, we can get Kim Deal on the podcast. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Please. Friday, October 19th, Mike Shinoda is going to be at the Ritz Ebor. And then after October, we've got a super stacked November with Alan Stone, Sebastian Bach of Gilmore Girls fame, Jonathan Davis from Korn, The Main Squeeze, Mayday Parade, VNV Nation, Minus the Bear, Little Zan. All of that's coming up in November. So many shows. Like we said, 5,200 shows from No Clubs. 5,200. Put it two hundred, You can find out all about them, get tickets, and go if you head to statemedia.com. Welcome to Cigar City Radio episode number 82. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, and dealing son of a gun, Jason Solanez. Woo! 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 perfect that's i think that's all we need our guest on this episode is ben katzman and his band ben katzman's degreaser miami-based ben katzman is definitely a -a one-of-a-kind artist close listeners of cigar city radio will have heard his name before as he's been mentioned a couple times on the show he has an unironic love of shredding and action movies and in every way he's just doing his own thing one of the coolest guys to hang out with he's he's a ton of fun his new Colleen Green produced album, Quarter Life Crisis, is out October 12th, and you can pre order that on translucent orange shred vinyl via benkatzman.bandcamp.com. So here it is, episode number 82. Ben Katzman, who is restringing his guitar as we speak,
0: my shred stick, if you will, his
1: shred stick, and the rest of Ben Katzman's degreaser. Is this everybody?
0: Yeah, this is this tour's lineup.
1: All right, and uh, names I'm already blanking. Hold on, wait, I got this. Natalie yeah, and Andrew.
0: A He's a cancer.
1: All right, I don't know anything about that. People are trying to get me into astrology, and it's a thing that like. What's your birthday? Uh, December seventh, I believe oh, I'm a Sagittarius. a Sagittarius. Yeah, you
0: know who else is a Sagittarius? Who's
1: that? Tom DeLonge. Should I be excited about that? <laughs> do you like
0: Blink One Eighty Two?
1: Yeah, I guess I got into them like two years ago. I, I don't know how. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean you got into Blink One Eighty Two two years ago? It's to it's to be real with you,
0: like from the ages of like twelve to like eighteen, I only listened to like Kiss, Motley Crue, The Ramones, and like Megadeth.
1: I'm all about that.
0: Yeah, and then like lately, I've been getting into all the things I think I missed out on blink 182
1: 180 one and some
0: 41 i could get down with all killer no filler but i think there's more filler on that album than they let
1: on oh uh, really you know what's funny is like what was their their last i don't know if it was in their last album but the one album where that had like the uh the we're all to blame and stuff like that it was like i think it was their third album this is infected no infected. that was the first one then there was all killer no filler and then there was a third one which i'm blanking on oh
0: uh half a half hour of power?
1: No, I That's don't think it was I that. Would, that was all Okay, well whatever that third sum 41 record is is actually really good. So I wouldn't deny record. it. Yeah. You like know? they're they're actually like heavy. Like cuz I think sum 41's funny cuz they always wanted to be a metal band, Yeah. but heavy. they didn't have the chops and to then do they got so. The chops and right? then they got the chops yeah. and That's they're like
0: That's how it goes though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like gangrene was a hardcore punk band. And then like at some point they coincidentally bought all of Megadeth's touring gear oh. and then they were all able to shred really well. Suicidal tendencies too.
1: Well, I think at that point it's just the gear. It's like yeah. the pick of destiny. Yeah. You know? Like if you get Megadeth's gear, like you have to shred, you have to like shred. you don't even have an option. I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, back to Sum Forty One. Another kind of thing <laughs> that kind of shocked me is I got into new metal recently as well. Really, so new
1: like, metal's making a comeback, man. Yeah, it's yeah. sick.
0: I mean, like Fred Durst, like I can get down with like like Limp Biscuit. Like Wes Borland's yeah. an amazing guitar player. But uh, that band Static X, their okay. last album Cannibal. I mean, the dude died, but the one they made before he died is probably my favorite one. Yeah.
1: No, I was in New York recently and I saw kids with like mushroom head and mud vein t-shirts yeah. and stuff and i'm like oh shit like you know, are we, people down with new metal now like is new metal is cool like we pressed
0: is, the new mushroom head record at our job that me and andrew just left yeah this pressing plant sun pressed vinyl in miami oh right on and uh, the whole time i was like i was like this is so ridiculous but
1: does it have are they still rocking all the like outfits yeah, and yeah everything? but none of
0: that's on the artwork okay weirdly unfortunately so.
1: that's unfortunate. Yeah.
0: I oh, hope I'm not making it awkward stringing my guitar.
1: No, I'm I'm enjoying watching you string oh, your cool. guitar. I wish the listeners could watch. Yeah, you, this is my shred stick. I've yeah, since I was twelve. So it's funny because Benny, you've been mentioned on this podcast a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like just because we have so many mutual friends, yeah. you know. Like uh, when the nude party was in town, we were talking about you guys. Really? Uh, I've
0: never even hung. Out. I don't know those guys personally.
1: <laughs> and then a uh, date night, you know, the band oh, date I love night. Those kids. Yeah, they were like, and then. Uh, I don't know. I I just guess, so, I so many guess. times people have mentioned Ben Katzman no, and like cool. your love of shredding is like a thing that's part of this it's podcast lore. No, you like legitimately love shredding.
0: Uh, I do. Kiss yeah. It's my favorite band. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's fantastic. Uh, I love that about you. I got like, a good
0: date night story, but it's not really about them. They were just there. we were playing together in like Miami uh-huh. and uh, I had gone out like the night before and didn't get a chance to sleep. And then I went to work and then we had a show together. I got to the show. I was like, I'm so tired. I'm going to go to Starbucks to get some tea. And like some kid there was like, pulls out a mason jar and he goes like, dude, I have tea. I drank it. I was like, dude, this was delicious. What was it? Like Earl Grey, green tea. And he goes, nah, dude, it was uh it's magic tea, mushroom tea. And I have never done psychedelics in oh. my life.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. first off, I mean, when a random person gives you a mason jar of tea, yeah, your first response is to just drink it, no questions asked.
0: Yeah, I've also accidentally done crystal meth. Okay. I'm not sure my mom wants me to share that story. But. Yeah, you,
1: I don't know if your mom wants to share that. I, I want you to share that story. Now, I, how, do, how does one accidentally I was, do uh, anything?
0: I was on tour with White Fang. Like, oh, that, a couple yeah, of years no, back. say no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were chilling in some like in El Paso or something, and after a show in some warehouse. And I went to go take a nap because I don't really like I party but like by being social and not like doing drugs. Like yeah. I'll have like a hot toddy or like tequila sometimes. But um you know, like I get I, I get amped up like from rocking. Yeah. And uh I took a nap and I woke up and all these model babes were like around the table just like doing lines. And I've never done coke either. But I was like, You ever wake up and you don't like fulfill your REM cycle and you're like in a half day state? And I asked them like, What are you all smoking? And they had this pipe and they're like, It's tea. Do you want some I was like hibiscus they're like they all went like they all went like yeah hibiscus and i like didn't get they were being ironic Uh and uh so i tried it i was up for like three days
1: oh my god
0: but I didn't know for, like, the first day that it wasn't hibiscus. <laughs> you thought
1: you just got some really yeah, strong we like tea.
0: driving back to, like, Phoenix after or something, and I was like, we got to stop at the CVS so I could get some tea. They're like, why? We don't have a heater in this car. Like, what are you drinking tea for? It's, like, the middle of the day. Yeah. And I was like, I was like guys, did you not smoke that amazing stuff last night? They're like, tea slang for crystal meth, bro. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: See? It was a little wild. You got to learn the slang, especially when you're in a place like El Paso. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, yeah. El Paso's crazy. First we, off. We played yes. in this venue that kind of looked like the the venue in Roadhouse. Like there's like a cage around the stage. <laughs> okay. And, like, yeah. It was like three layers, but like it was like a small bar. It was really cool.
1: That sounds cool. Yeah. But also super intense.
0: Yeah. The meth wasn't the worst part, though. It was, no? It was like <laughs> – because I thought it was awesome. I would never do it again. But. Yeah.
1: But like, at the time, you were enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I was like, this is euphoric, and I have so much energy, and, Yeah, but I'm so relaxed. Like. Which
1: kind of terrifies me, because yeah. I do, like, you know, like we said earlier, this is our first time meeting in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I know you through mutual friends, and we've talked a lot and emailed a lot and yeah. we've been on the phone. And I know you as a pretty energetic guy. Yeah. So you on Crystal Meth sounds terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ta Juan was like, of all the drugs that Ben Katzman should not do, that is number
1: one. <laughs> First off, not a bad Tall Juan impression. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. I, you I got do the another origin. one. I do another one. Yeah, let's see. He goes,
0: I know it's true. <laughs> yeah, it
1: Shout cool. out to Tall Juan, man. Yeah. What a great guy. I think he's actually the person that, uh, that actually introduced us. Oh, with, yeah. With I think so. I don't yeah. know. That, that would either, be, either would have been Tall Juan or maybe Veiny Hands. Like oh, that would, would make sense, too. Yeah. Because yeah. you're doing the bufu Records thing, too, right? Like, Yeah,
0: this, I don't do it. Uh, as hard these days,
1: you, no, you've you've calmed down on the yeah, on the hardness I, I, because, of the boofoo. You know, the
0: thing is, is like I've got a new album I'm working on. Well, I've it's done. We're promoting it now. It comes out in a couple months. Yeah. But uh every time I've been like adamant about my music, somebody else starts popping off, and I feel like I'm sort of responsible for a lot of the stuff behind the records and like and the, like you know getting it out there. And I feel like it's a disservice to be on the road and like yeah. having to. You know, talk to publicists and booking agents to be effective. Because when you're on the road, it's like even being like in the car for five hours is draining. Like you can't get that much done. So it's like I don't know. I've taken a chill pill on it. I'll still do some things and I'll still help some bands put out singles. And maybe when this record's done with its cycle, I'll do more. But in the meantime,
1: yeah, no, I mean honestly, that's one of the reasons why we started our management company is because yeah, for bands, it's hard to be in a band and also manage your band at the same time. But also imagine
0: like being in a band. And your friend is putting out your record, but then your friend is also touring and it's like, you know, that's like, they can't take me. It's like, not that they can't take me serious, but it's, uh, but you're doing a lot. Like that's a lot of stuff to do. I just
1: feel like it's a disservice to their rock. Yeah. And you never want to disservice anybody's rock. I mean no, that definitely. that that is a Ben Katzman credence. Not. I think
0: that's what you pay a publicist to do. Right. <laughs> you pay a
1: publicist, yeah, yeah, to do <laughs> to, to do some to rock. do service to disservice your rock. But yeah, man, touring is tough. Like you know, I used to like not fully get it because sometimes I would, you know, email our bands that you, that we manage and stuff. And I'm like, man, they're, they're taking forever to get, re- yeah. b- get back to me. Or like, why is it so hard to send me a picture and stuff like yeah. that? And then I went to the UK with fruit and flowers and, then and toured with them. And I was like, man, I can't even like, you know, respond to texts from my wife, let alone yeah. like, you know, emails from a publicist. Yo, like, my
0: mom texts me like yeah. all day and calls me three times a day. And she's like, you're just in the car. Why can't you talk to me? I'm like, Today, she met Snoop Dogg on the street. The what? York. So I, I called <laughs> Wait, what? her. I had to have that yeah, conversation. Yeah,
1: no, no. Right, yeah. Uh, Get your mom on the phone now. Yeah. Let's hear about this.
0: No, it wasn't the most eventful <laughs> oh, story. Oh, okay. All right. She, she was just... like chilling in Times Square, and she was like, I love your show. I love what you do for the kids. Don't stop what you're doing. <laughs> I love what you're doing for the yeah. kids. Snoop
1: Dogg. S- Snoop-a-loop. That is hilarious. Yeah. So how, how do you guys feel being around this guy? 24 hours a day <laughs> now on tour. They've been 24
0: hours right. for the last, like, 15 years. Yeah. Oh, really? We've known each other since middle school. Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. All of all three of you have known each other since all middle school? That's one yeah. thing mm-hmm. about
0: degreasers. It's a rotating cast of Shredders. Okay. But... but Ninety-five percent of them are like my lifetime homies.
2: Yeah, yeah. This this band has platoons of people like waiting on every coast. <laughs> yeah, so just just
1: oh, just uh, just like waiting to like
0: yeah. join in. And- yeah, I could fly out from like New York to LA and have a completely different band that knows all the songs. That's and really it's cool. All by like Miami Beach crew. Yeah.
1: So. I saw, aren't you tight with Colleen Green, too? Yeah, she, she just home? produced
0: my new record, Quarter Life Crisis. Hey,
1: yeah. there you go. Good plug. I yeah. love Colleen Green. She is awesome. Me,
0: too. We were talking about her last night, because she, uh, she'll probably get pissed that I say this, but I lo- I like fell in love with Motley Crue again, and then she was like, that song looks that kill isn't that good. I was like, that song's amazing. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is am- an amazing song. Yeah, I, I love think. Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually feel bad because uh, I think it was it wasn't this past South by but a previous South by. We were doing mobile like man on the street podcast and I was supposed to meet Colleen at some place in Austin at like three o'clock. And forgot all about it. Was she there? I don't know. I never, like, followed (laughs) up on it or anything. Like, I didn't realize it till like, 6 p.m. And I was like, oh, shit. I was supposed to interview Colleen Green. the
0: funny part about that? Is I picture Colleen, because she has, like, a a regular phone with no camera, no texting. Well, I think it has a camera, but it's, like, one of those slidey phones. Really? And she doesn't, it's not a smartphone by any means. Yeah. So I can picture her also being, like, at 3 o'clock and being like, hmm. All right. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, well, you know, there's so much going on at South by that. I figured, like, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, people like, always you ask know. me what
0: South by is like. And I'm like, I'm like, if Queen somehow reunited with Freddie Mercury, like back from the dead. Like you wouldn't be stoked because you have seen so many bands that it's just like you're desensitized and like tired by the time anything dope happens.
1: Yeah, like there's nothing. There's nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. There's nothing (laughs) that excites me anymore at South by. Like by the end of the week, I really don't care anymore. I'm just
0: stoked (laughs) to see my friends, and then even that's like, it's like, oh man, we're stuck here for the next four days. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but But it's a great party.
0: I like getting to rock, though. You know. Yeah. No money, but that's not what it's about. But.
1: No, it's definitely, yeah. definitely. No it's just, money.
0: it's just like you know. It's all right. I guess I'm gonna backtrack on that statement. Like, not that no money or anything, but it's like everybody's so stoked to go there and like network and play for each other and play all these shows. But like, I know what it's like being in the audience, and I can't remember anything the next day, and I'm sober. I've seen like 200 <laughs> bands, and it's like, it's just, it's a whirlwind, man. But it's yeah. essential. You got to do it once,
1: at least once.
0: Yeah, I call it YOLO weekend now. So. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that was – I. we had a, a blast with Tal Juan this past year actually. Yeah, I guys. heard he had
0: a great run the last time. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like I kept running into him and I think he was in pajamas pretty much the whole, the whole week. Th- yeah, that's like, his,
0: that was uh, uh, his style choice for like the last yeah. eight months. I think he went to Puerto Rico and got this giant suit, this giant like yeah. pajama one suit.
1: There was this like French publicist that was telling me like, oh, I just I love his it's anti fashion fashion. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah yeah yeah, anti fashion fashion. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm hearing like shorts and a t-shirt. Like, yeah, what is my fashion saying? And then you
0: tell that to Tall One, he's like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're anti fashion. What is it? Well, I
0: don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, you're playing tonight at Mojo's Books yeah. and Music, coming right? To rock? I'm coming, yeah, Hell for sure. Yeah, uh, Fever Beam is opening. One yeah. of my new favorite bands. We in chilled Tampa. with them the other night. Yeah. yeah, I saw them for the first time a couple weeks ago. And they were just totally kick ass. Casey like,
0: whooped my ass in darts the other night. Casey
1: is apparently a darts fiend. Like Yeah. Yeah.
0: She was like, let's play darts. And I was like, all right, this will be fun for a couple minutes. And she's like, it's 35 rounds. Wow. I was like, Step in the
1: bar. <laughs> I put like five bucks like in the jukebox. Darts ju- for 35 yeah, rounds. I put five nuts. bucks
0: in the jukebox so we could get Motley Crue for like a steady twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they're really they're a really cool Tampa band right yeah. now. I think they're doing I like some Tampa cool stuff.
0: Yeah. Natalie likes St. Pete a
1: lot. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah? Yeah. I had a lot of fun there.
2: it yeah, a good vibe.
1: Because you played the Bens last week, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're doing, like, so the Bens last week is St. Pete and now Tampa... No and then Joseph. we do
0: Bradenton at 5 p.m.
1: Uh, what, today? <laughs> yeah. Really? You're going to Bradenton after this?
0: Yeah. Like
1: Elvis, two shows a I, day. I don't know, man. That's, that's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to pack in as much rock as we can. Yeah. Shout out to Jerk Dog Records. They're really nice.
1: <laughs> Who's Jerk Dog Records? Is that so, the Bradenton?
0: So they had this whole area of houses that were cheap and people bought them. And I guess you're allowed to run businesses in them. Okay. And all, there's all these houses slash storefronts. And it's totally legal, totally sick. This guy, he's like a punk dad. He lives there with his wife and his daughter, I think. And they have a record store in their house and they bring touring bands. And last time we played nobody was there but we started playing and like a bunch of people came off the street and bought records and tapes and stuff that's awesome so
1: you know I, I knock bradenton but i never go there so maybe i shouldn't because uh, that sounds like a really cool spot maybe you, you
0: should know, maybe i should Oh, maybe you should knock it okay yeah
1: i shouldn't knock it but maybe See, i, I think should go i speak you know?
0: backwards so sometimes I also, okay i also
1: think but i also love that you had to start that story with you know, totally legal. Whenever you start, whenever you have to explain that, like, yeah, this is totally legal, then I'm a little. Well,
0: I feel like we've been talking about math.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) that is true. That is true. So, yeah, starting out with totally legal is probably good. Probably a good call. Just
0: trying to get the string in here, but I'm totally focused. So
1: that's why you're restringing, because you have to go play a show in like a couple hours.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's going to be sick, though.
1: And then you got to come back here and play another show tonight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then we're driving back to Miami tonight. (laughs) So you're basically this is like a mini South Byte. This is kind yeah. of what you would do at South Byte. Is <laughs> exactly. Play two or three shows, you know, not get any sleep, drive, you know, in the middle of the night to El Paso. Yeah, you know, except this time because it's Miami. that's the
0: only place there's room for three people to crash on the couch. Like, <laughs> El Paso. <so. laughs> El pa- yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. That's the
0: other thing about South Byte. It's like getting a lead on a place to crash is like m- way more work than driving around and getting to the show. That's
1: like. that's very true. That's very true. Although driving around and getting to the show is difficult too. Because yeah. man, the I would love to know the amount of like Ford, like, you know, 250 uh vans that are in Austin in one time. Oh, I gotta you get a story.
0: Do you remember like South by? I think it was 2014, might have been like the last time I went. Okay. And
1: I was probably there.
0: There was a thing about like we got there and our we couldn't get our car. It was like on the block, you know what I'm saying? And on the block it was parked, I guess somebody had gone on a driving rampage and, like, run people down. What? And our car was in the crime scene and, like, all over it. You saw the Boofoo sticker in the car, like, in the headline of, like, NBC and Fox News. Yeah.
1: That's some great promotion, though. Yeah, true
0: story. Wow. But everyone's like, every six weeks, like, are you guys all right? It was like, what are you talking about? So got to get my glasses on. No photos of me without my glasses.
1: Ben, trouble seems to follow you. I'm a little I'm a little worried. Yeah,
0: what's that Ace Freely song, Insane? Some people say I'm a walking disaster just waiting for something to occur. I,
1: I don't know any Ace Freely solo stuff, to be <laughs> Get honest. Get the
0: first one from the Kiss solo albums. Yeah. That's honestly, That's the one? Yeah. That's one of the best albums of all time. And I know people like how ridiculous that sounds saying Kiss makes some of the best music, but look. It's true.
1: <laughs> so, how did you get started on on that train? Like, that, what what got you train? into like Kiss and Motley Crue and oh, okay. shredding bands?
0: I guess when I was a kid, right? You know how like everybody. Uh, I'll give you a little, even more of a backtrack story, but uh, you know when you're like a kid and your your mom takes you to the dentist or the doctor like every so often to get checkups, and it's just like part of what you do. Yeah. So I I didn't have anger issues. But I had a lot of communication issues. I got frustrated really easily. I would get kicked out of every like after school program and uh we went to my mom, you know part of that cycle is telling me about the doctor and the dentist, my family also goes to an astrologer, which I didn't know, not everybody did that, yeah not
1: everybody did that no that is that is not and, something everybody does yeah
0: and the astrologer pointed out some like earth signs in like certain houses, and like my communication was blocked. And she was like, Your son should learn how to play an instrument. So my mom got me piano lessons and, like, quickly outdid it. It was like shredding piano and picked up the guitar. And I can stuff. only imagine. And then, so I was like into, like, you know, like the soundtrack from like Crazy Taxi and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or whatever.
1: And <laughs> Great uh, soundtracks. But honestly, never obsessed all with around. any of the
0: bands, just the songs. Yeah. And then, you know, my brother had all these magazines in his closet. I must have been like 10 or 11. And, uh, in there, this is the kiss train. Let me backtrack before the kiss. Train. Yeah, because now what I'm about wondering about the magazines in the, the closet. Stories better. But
2: what about that book your mom gave you? Oh yeah, MOT that rod.
0: Yeah, all right, it's coming, it's coming.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, Andrew's like, I've heard this story. So
0: this summer, you know, like the fifth or sixth grade summer, I'm chilling, <laughs> riding my bike everywhere. You know, it's like the first tastes of independence. And I'm on my way home, and I get stopped by all the cops in my neighborhood because apparently kids were breaking into houses and stuff. And my parents are out of town. So, my neighbor, Mr. Hickey, who we're playing at his house tomorrow, um, shout out Mr. Hickey. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mr. Hickey. We got him a signed kiss record. And uh, he had to come get me out. And he was like, he was like, I got something for you. Because I was so sad. I was crying. I, they were telling me, You're going to the Jack Boy. You know, I'm like 11 <laughs> years old. It was <laughs> surfside. They got nothing going on. This is yeah. how they entertain themselves. And he pulls out a record on his shelf and it's ACDC, Jailbreak, 74 or whatever. And that was like my introduction to rock. And it was like the most empowering feeling in the world. I was like, whoa, these dudes are shredding. And there's like a whole gang going, Jailbreak. It was like you're out with the boys. You're rocking with the boys, you know? Yeah. He's really single. And uh, anyways, later that summer, you know, I'm like, a, I'm like an 11-year-old boy. And my brother has like magazines in his closet. And I'm like looking for him. And instead, I see this VHS tape with with Kiss on it, you know. And I hadn't seen them before, and uh, and uh, I actually the inkling is I did see them before. My mom got me this book called Jews Who Rock because I used to get made fun of for being Jewish. Uh-huh. I'm not religious or anything, but like she was just trying to be like you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are, or where you come from. And in the middle of the book is Kiss because Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are are Jewish, and so I see this VHS tape with Kiss on it, and I'm like whoa superheroes who rock you know and I pop it on forget like the penthouse or the playboy whatever and I pop it on (laughs) and like Detroit Rock City the movie I see that and I'm like wow this is so cool this is like me you know what I'm saying like these are a bunch of dorks that love like these superhero rock and rollers and then Kiss plays at the end and like there's fires and blood and like you know they have like a a, a, it looks like the cameras inside Gene (laughs) Simmons mouth you know and you see his long tongue and like all these people are like yeah I was like, for the first time in my life, I was like, that is what I'm going to do. (laughs)
1: Like, you know. Yeah, like that is rock and roll. And I got
0: hooked on Kiss. Like, I bought every album I could. I'd save up money. Every action figure, every poster. Saw Kiss that summer. And then seventh grade started. And we're being moved around our classrooms a bunch. Because I guess some teachers were, they didn't have their stuff together at that school. And... Andrew could take over the story from here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we met we met because of Kiss. Um, I guess we had all been switched into a like a pre-algebra class or something and I was sitting behind Ben. Uh I'd noticed him because we were in another class and he asked the teacher to call him Ace and I only knew one other Ace. <laughs> what? I only knew one other Ace, you know, and I figure could it be? Could this guy be a Kiss fan? Because there's no other Kiss fans. It's not something, you know, most 11 year olds aren't into. A band no, in the most 11 year olds are not into Kiss. Um,
0: 2004, like Usher's Wow right, right. was still on the chart. Right? Yeah, it was.
2: <laughs> uh, but I noticed he he was sitting in front of me and I noticed he pulled out the album Love Gun from his pocket because he was wearing these huge pants, these like rock and roll pants everyone was wearing in middle school. <laughs> and instead of, you know, just turning to him and being like, hey, uh... So you like Kiss? I turned to the kid behind me because I was so shy. And I was like, oh, so what did you do this summer? I saw Kiss. Was little yeah. Unbeknownst <laughs> to us, we were at the same Kiss show the month before. I turned
0: uh-huh. around like, did you just say you saw Kiss this summer? Yeah. like, I feel yeah. like yesterday. Like, And now,
2: now we're here. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and
0: we won a contest to hang out with Gene Simmons and he's really six Earlier, months Earlier, yeah. yeah. Right, that was crazy. Ago.
1: That was crazy. I had a
0: full conversation with Gene in Hebrew. He gave us cookies. <laughs>
2: That's
1: lot, amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing.
0: The thing I love about Kiss the most, people can say, oh, aren't they like lame? They just sing about getting laid and partying and the makeup and all this crap. I'm like, Kiss is like like the old, like they wave the freak flag high. Like they're like the voice of all the dorks who are like, we're here too. We want to shout it out loud, you know? Yeah. So
2: isn't it, isn't it a great thing when... You can be a fan of the band and you're kind of always on the defensive. Like yeah. That's a, yeah, you that's always a have to defend of, Kiss. There's a lot of – Yeah, stuff. I don't – I mean, to, nowadays, I don't know so much. You know, They're kind of – They're, they're kind of hit like They were in that stone. movie yeah.
1: recently with uh, um, why James him? Franco. Yeah, why yeah. him? I was like, what? <laughs> like,
0: I wonder whose decision that was. And it's funny because the whole movie, they're like – they're like, let's listen to Kiss, but they're only putting on '80s Kiss, like the unpopular Kiss. I'm like, Kiss are so behind this business decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> their Kiss is trying to like yeah. up their cred. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I love, I love that though. That you know, being a fan of a band that you always have to be on the defensive for. Oh yeah, I'm all about that. Grateful, Grateful solidarity. Dead too. You think yeah. of
0: Grateful Dead? Oh, dude, ask Natalie. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I just got into Grateful Dead. Yeah, and and the beginning of the tour. I was like, I don't really like the Grateful Dead, but
2: we well, put on some jams oh, and yeah. that changed. Got <laughs> yeah. real transcendental real quick. Yeah, so. that'll change that'll be some yeah. life changing stuff and right and there.
1: Yeah. Enya. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Enya shreds.
1: <laughs> really? Enya shreds? Yeah. Yeah. Vocals oh, on so the highway a tourist, Yeah. by the way. Yeah. So do you know the signs of everyone? Yeah, you're really into astrology.
0: Well, I grew up with it. It wasn't with an astrologist. Yeah, I wasn't like or astrologer. Yeah, I guess I got out of it for a bit, but then back like right end of high school, early college, I was like, you know, you're meeting a bunch of like people all the time, and you're trying to navigate what it's like to be like an 18 year old adult, and you don't know how to like relate to anybody. So yeah, astrology will consume your time real quick.
1: (laughs) Also, you mentioned that you're not very religious, but that you also had a conversation in Hebrew with. Jean yeah, Simmons? well,
0: Gene Simmons is Israeli, right? Right. And so is my mom. They're from the same small town. Really? And uh so I you know, naturally I was just like I mean, mind you, I sound very well composed now, but I went from 25 years old to preteen in a matter of seconds. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'll do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was like the end of the movie. They like they finally get into the kiss concert. That was me and Andrew. They're so the
2: they're so tall. Like without the heels, they're still both six four, six five. At least Gene and Ace. it's, yeah. it's
1: ridiculous. So they they have the, a, def- a definite presence. So they they look like superheroes. Like yeah, just, they, they dress just,
2: like they rock and rollers. Still, they yeah, they
1: <laughs> they are superheroes. <laughs> Ben Katzman says as he continues no, it's to... That's not just him. We were watching, He's almost done. We were watching people that were 60 years old turn into 12-year-olds again and stuff. It's not accurate yeah. date-wise,
2: but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, I totally get what you mean. There's very few bands out there that I feel like have that, you know, that thing where, you know...
2: Yeah,
0: it's like a cult. It's not like... It's a, generational. Yeah, too. it's generational. You know, it's like I. A lot of people think about... Oh, don't you want to be famous and be in this big band? It's like the amount of bands that play arenas and all this stuff is less than half a percent. Like you can yeah. count them, like Metallica, The Stones, Kiss, Aerosmith, whatever. There's like 10 gajillion other bands. But like the thing about Kiss is like how many of those bands have like the action figures, 25 platinum records that all have banger singles on them? You know yeah. And yeah. like even the last couple Kiss albums. That's modern day Delilah. That that's good. a good song. I feel like I'm plugging the wrong band in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh I
1: was like, you've been telling like everybody's going to come out of this listening to nothing but Kiss. That's but, a win, though. But like, no right? Ben Katzman's degreaser. Yeah, we, we the, haven't talked about should, that at all. Should. but yeah, let's so let's talk about Ben Katzman's degreaser. Cool. You said that Colleen Green just produced your new record, so that's yeah. the one that's coming out soon. That's what yeah, we're two promoting months, now. Actually. So. You had sent me a single that had just come out recently.
0: Hell yeah, I
1: did. Want to tell me about that?
0: I would love to. Just trying to get this one string through here. This he's, is just a... fo- he's
1: focused on the string. I'm going to talk to Natalie. actually. No, Natalie, How are you through, doing?
0: It's kind of good. I'm all right.
1: How do you, I just don't know how you deal with this guy. Oh, okay, here we go. Natalie's a pedal wizard, by the way. A pedal She's wizard? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I
0: make pedals at Death by Audio. Oh,
1: do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shout out. Yeah, I love Death by Audio. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool yeah.
0: yeah it's fun, all right you want to, so i'm back all right back in the New York groove, but in Tampa um, cool, all right, you want to hear what, what I want to know about question? your new album that's what okay we're, my you, new you've album been talking
1: about kiss for a half hour
0: my new album is called Quarter life Crisis all right, and it 's about what it 's like to be in your twenties after going to a big college and realizing paying money for all this stuff is kind of where you jam. go to college Berkeley School of Music unfortunately. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's
1: a that's an expensive school. I'm gonna sue them one day for, for <laughs> robbing me. Um, Good luck with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Anybody who graduates is con- I mean, anybody who goes there, even if you drop out, they consider an alumni just to yeah. tag on and get credit for your career. Yeah. I never had so many teachers tell me you're never gonna make a dollar playing punk rock that I would send all the magazine clippings to, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I keep telling me that, you know, it's like I don't know, they just turned music into trade school. But anyway, so this new record's kind of about Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, you go to college, you get this degree, you can't find a job for the degree. And you you have to, you have to learn how to adjust in this crazy world where there's no guarantee for, for your education that you're going to make money and you got to kind of find a way to make it work. And when you're 25 and a musician, it's way harder too, because, you know, rock is on its way out as far as popularity. So what you're doing is really like, It's really crazy, you know, staying at your friends' houses and driving around in a minivan around the country, playing to five people, playing to 500 people. It's it's a giant roller coaster. So this album is pretty much about that, you know, songs like Too Old for Retail, Cool Points Don't Pay the Rent. Uh, you know, and the least true, yeah. yeah. And the least, you can't scene.
1: buy a house with indie cred. That's yeah, one hundred
0: percent. It's like, oh, do you know that I played on this one dude's record, and we have an Instagram picture together? It's like, <laughs> yeah, let me give you a. We can give you a two bedroom apartment. On <laughs> and then, and um, yeah, so I, I've been living that a lot you know I, i've played in some bigger bands and had little tastes of things but yeah. you realize the bigger gets is still kind of the same you know like uh, you got to pay more money to go on the road you know i mean you make money i'm glad to say i can live off what i do somewhat but um yeah the album deals with with, with those kind of themes and i think you know f- f- a lot of the music these days is all about like self-help and self-care and all this stuff nobody's like really rocking you know what i'm saying yeah but it's like I'm rocking too. I'm just singing about this stuff and I'm just getting it out with this like different way, you know? And yeah, yeah, so Quarter Life Crisis, the lead single, Chill Position, is actually about. Like the hustle of being in a DIY band, you know, and accepting that not every show is for your ego. Not every show you're going to be like, this was sick. Sometimes you're doing it to get paid. Sometimes you're doing it because you're trying to make fans. Sometimes there's one person there, but you shouldn't be jaded by not there only being one person because you can make that one person a super fan. I think that's what to me it's really about is making those connections and like, you know, I have my friends with me and making new friends on the road and making fans. That's what keeps me going. Like we played in Memphis the other night to like seven people and they all rocked out so hard
1: that was and such a fun show yeah, yeah and we played
0: packed shows in brooklyn where nobody moves because it's like a fashion contest right and you know? they like you know no disrespect to brooklyn, crossed. But, yeah. yeah, yeah I know but you know and so this album is just about trying to navigate through that and just realizing everything in life has its ups and downs i think a lot of bands they get bummed when stuff doesn't pick up right away but even if it does you know it's like a roller coaster it'll go down and you'll You know, you might not have an album, you're going to try and tour and be like, oh, nobody's coming out because there's no press. Well, yeah, you don't have a record out. There's like a whole cycle. Yeah. So you got to constantly be in it for the reasons that I think you get into it as a kid, which is playing music because it's fun and it feels good and it gets stuff out. And the whole idea of making money, sure, it's there, but... Don't lose sight of the original dream, which is shredding with your friends. Yeah. So that's what this record's about.
1: I love that. And yeah. I love, and that's why I love when you send me tracks in particular. I love Ben Katzman's The Greaser because it sounds fun. You know, Thanks, like man. it sounds like you're enjoying yourself and, yeah. you know, you're making music because it's fun, not because. You know, you're trying to be super yeah, artistic was, or I was something. To you know, be super arti- super fun to play. Too. I can imagine. Yeah. I would love to yeah, be in this, this band. Like, yeah, I'll let, let me join me. you in you're one in this of your band platoons. Right now. Yes, all right. <laughs> Introducing <laughs> the newest Sagittarius <laughs> member, Randy. Hell's yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, I just. I just you know you meet so many friends that get bummed on the road and I was one of them too you, you know you get a couple publicists and they you know they don't write about your band in stereo gum and pitchfork and you're like they're like this sucks why am I touring I can't ask for more money or play bigger shows I look like a chump it's like it's like there's still word of mouth there's still yeah. the fact that you like to rock there's social media there's all these other ways to further yourself and the bottom line is like that stuff doesn't even matter the stuff that matters is having a good time I think people lose sight of that. And one thing I like to say about certain friends of mine, like Tal Juan and stuff, they put on the same show no matter how many people are there because they're getting something out of playing the music. It's for themselves. And yeah. I think people, you know, they see that glow. And I think something that's lost in today's generation with the internet and all this stuff is they forget there's there's authenticity beyond how many likes you get per post. So yeah. I mean, Jesus had like 6,000 followers and there was no internet. So that's, that's, that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. I think, and I think a tall one's a great example of somebody yeah. where you see him doing his thing and you know, like, all right, this is what this guy was made to do. Yeah. Like, I don't think he can do, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure he could do a lot of things, Yeah, but, but that's what this is what he's yeah, supposed
0: to do. The stars you know? align when he shreds. Exactly. You
1: know? yeah. Say that
0: about a few people. Colleen's one of them too. Colleen. Yeah. So, And, um, I don't know. I think I've kind of let go of a lot of that stuff because you join bands and you put out records and sometimes it's for the wrong reasons and you still feel empty even though you're playing these huge venues. You're like, this isn't fulfilling. You know, like why well, I thought this would be the cure to this problem. And you realize that doesn't go away. And the thing that has been helping me out is I'm just falling in love with playing again. I put Degree Star on hold to do goofu for a long time and yeah. joined Gorilla Toss or White Fang. And I love doing those things, but, you know... We've been playing these shows these last, like, eight months, touring hard, and it's like we've been having a good time. And now that I'm in it with this different mindset, things are going a lot better. We got to do, like, a song for Fulcom, and, you know, promoters will go out of their way to help us out with shows, and people are showing up and requesting songs. And it's like, you know, before it would be like, this is ridiculous. We don't have anything on the internet. Nobody's going to know who we are. And now it's like we're showing up to shows, and people are buying records that got ignored. You know know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I'm only 26 now, but... I don't know. It makes me feel good. You know, if I die tomorrow, I'll say at least I tried hard and I rocked hard, you know?
1: Yeah. That'll go on your tombstone. At least I tried hard and I rocked hard. Yeah.
0: And I'll get uh, buried in a kiss casket. Last plug, last plug.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what's, what's on the horizon for Ben Katzman's DeGreaser besides Um, the the album coming out, obviously, but what's, what's the game plan going forward? The game
0: plan is to just do it the way we've been doing it this time around. We're, We're not ignoring the major cities, but there's so many cities where people are kind of deprived of live music or like rock, you know, and we've
1: been hitting up Bradenton.
0: Yeah. You know, we've been hitting up Bradenton or like, you know, St. Augustine is becoming awesome. All our shows are getting pretty crazy there. You know, Eugene, Oregon or, you know, Valdosta, Georgia.
1: All right. I'm I'm not hip to Valdosta.
0: Yeah. Well, we're just going everywhere we can. You know, sometimes we'll play a bar where there's no show. And it'll be like – it'll be a live music night and like they, they'll just book us because we're a rock and roll band. that think we can fill some time and we'll end up walking away with a ton of new fans. And yeah. it's like people who don't go and read about music, they just are stoked it's there because – I think a lot of bands they get they forget that like when you're selling out halls and arenas, it's not hipsters filling up the area, it's actual people who have to work and don't have time to sit and think about what's the coolest yeah record. They just want
1: to have fun and yeah. have a couple beers and So why know, shouldn't
0: yeah. we have fun too? You know what I'm saying?
1: That's really cool. So, That's a really good way to look at it.
0: Yeah, you know. I don't think Bruce Springsteen's on stage going like Oh yeah, those people. I want to. I wonder what they have in their record collection. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know What I'm saying. It's not. A, yeah. It's not about that. So. Bruce Springsteen
1: doesn't care if he got a 6.9 from Pitchfork yeah. or whatever. Which gorilla
0: Toss got a 6.9, which oh. is so funny. Like, <laughs> yes. So
1: that's fantastic. I
0: love that number. Um, Six, 69 in general. 69, 311. Um, those are good numbers. Whoa, amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think with your music too, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Like you, you're not playing super, you know, like art rock. That's only appealing to a small number of people, you know? Yeah. You know,
0: I, I think the way I put it is like, is like, okay, we're like a basement glam band, I guess. But, uh, I'm just trying to rock and I think the stuff I write about can be relatable. And, uh, I think people are into it when they see it or the live show really sells it. But, um, yeah, it's it's like I have a humility to myself. I know how ridiculous I sound or I can be, but you know that doesn't mean I don't take what I do seriously. It's like not a joke, even yeah. though there are jokes in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, and so, I get that. Like it's very earnest. You know, yeah. you get that vibe from listening to the songs. And, yeah, especially
0: you know. in today's market. One thing I try and tell kids when they ask me for advice, you know, not that <laughs> that our kids do. Our kids, kids ask you for kids advice. Do yeah. yeah. It's weird, like you know the the other night we were in Memphis and we're staying at some kid's house and in the car he was like I know this sounds a little crazy but I really this is like a moment for me so could we could we listen to Van Halen together and I was like hell yeah we can you yeah. know it was, it was so like-
1: funny I was following them in the car and then I, I, I they parked in front of me and I like Got out because I was like, Why aren't they getting out of the car? They rolled down the window and Van Halen's like <laughs> blasting the yeah. car. And I was like, oh. yeah. You just, you just yeah. left. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm not touching it. Yeah. That. And yeah. there's a
0: couple kids out there with like degreaser and bufu tattoos and stuff. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And this kid, you know, like I was going to sign some of his stuff and I looked at his, like, he had like a couple cassettes and posters that I have sent out to him and they were right. Re- I had already signed them. So it was like, you know, that's things like that, you know, somebody genuinely appreciates. It and yeah, that's what I like, you know. But, I also
1: like that they're like great people too. Yeah, yeah. that's like the funnest thing. We
0: really like, don't attract posers, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel
1: like it's people that we want to hang out with too. Yeah, like
0: that's always yeah. cool. the last thing I want to hang out with are people who are concerned who they're hanging out with as far as cool points, you know. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, in this game, you got to do a little bit of hustling, but
1: for sure,
0: you know, the last thing I want to do is hang out and be like, oh, I did this, 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 and that. But, uh, by the way, my name's Ben Kassman. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, So. I feel you. Yeah, but I guess the game plan is to just do this. And we got a couple cool things on the horizon. Um, doing some stuff for a couple TV shows. And we're going to the UK soon. Nice. uh, And West Coast run in October. But really, it's like, there's no big thing. I've kind of given up on that because, you know, the music we play isn't exactly hip. But you see how, like, on the road we go and, like, if, if I can get one good joke in, everybody's like hooked. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And that's so we're just trying to do it the old school way, door to door salesman style. But I like that. But shredding. So
1: but shredding. <laughs> yeah. Door to door shredding. Yeah. That's that should be your tagline. You know. Yeah. That shredding. would that would be sick. So you want to close us out with a joke? No. I want to hear one of your jokes. You're well, t- they,
0: the thing is, is, like I got the joke, and then the, the punchline is the song. Ah, you know
1: what I'm saying? Ah, I see. I see. So, well, Andrew wants
2: Andrew's, got, Andrew a Andrew's, got, Andrew's one. got a great a, joke. Andrew's got a great joke. Prepped. So uh, a skeleton walks into a bar and orders a beer and a mop. That's it. That's the joke.
0: It's so good. Think about
1: it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love that one. I guess we every time. <laughs> think,
1: think, on, think on that one, audience. Think on that. Yeah, one. beautiful. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. That's Excellent. it. We're, we're you, Should we're I do time. a sign off? Yeah. Well, if you could do um, uh, a tag, just like you know, this is cigar. This is Ben Katzman. You're listening cigar to Cigar City Radio. Radio. Yep.
0: Yo, what up? This is Ben Katzman, and you're listening to Cigar City Radio out here in Tampa. Talk soon. Rock sooner.
2: Uh, the bride is talking to her mom trying to get tips thing. and uh, the mom's like, you know, what you gotta do so you consummate this marriage and you lock him down forever I'm gonna give you a pound of roast beef y- you put it down there, he won't ever notice and uh, you know, you'll know you have him locked up for life, he'll enjoy it so much so they go, the bride and the groom consummate the marriage and the wedding night and it's really great sex and the, the groom, you know, turns to her afterward, he's like, honey, I can't leave that that was incredible you know i don't i don't ever want to be with anyone else and uh by the way your uh your pussy's in the sink (laughs) so (laughs) i'm gonna tell that one in the air air. it's no good